unlike your average Instagram model, celebrity, politician, your neighbor, Susie, I actually know how to read a room. And I know that we are ready to get out of this wretched despair of reality that we are currently in. And so you guessed it, folks. What are we going to be talking about today to allow us to escape from this reality is not ironically reality TV. Now, have you ever thought to yourself, none of these, I'm talking the lifestyle romance dating type reality shows, right? I'm not talking about like my 3000 pound life, but or hoarders anonymous or whatever the hell. The only reality TV I'm concerned with, as you all know, is Food Network and Ted Allen inspired any kind of cooking competition because I'm 100. So with that said, have you ever thought, though, to yourself, these shows go on and on, they're renewed time after time since the land before time, and none of these couples ever seem to work out. I can like list them on one hand, right? The one hand that has gotten everybody through coronavirus has in it the number of couples who have actually made it through The Bachelor through reality TV. And do you ever think to yourself, yet like assholes, we keep coming back and back and back for more. But why don't these relationships ever seem to work out? Well, you know what? I actually have input from interviews I did with stars of The Bachelor themselves. So I'm gonna let you in on that today. But before I do, I do want to really quickly, not to dampen our vibe, bitch don't kill my vibe, I do really quickly want to acknowledge what is going on and the reason why I think that we all need an escape. I purposely wanted to make this week's episode of Cancel Me Baby lighter, funnier, sexier, but still giving you all something to think about. Of course, keep those little brains rocking and rolling. I do really want to take a minute to talk about what's going on in Afghanistan. Just a minute, 60 seconds. I mean, what's going on there is absolutely horrid. It is true. It's true horror. And I know that this country, we have a lot. We're not perfect. And I talk about the issues and make fun of them a lot of the times on this very show. It's not perfect. You know, we have things that we need to work on. But with that said, you see what's going on over there. And it just reaffirms that this is the best mother effing place and country to be. Hell, look at what I can do talking on this very show and giving my point of view and my opinion as raw dog as it is. Okay. Every single week. And I have the freedom to do that. That is not granted elsewhere. So I just want to say, you know, I hear a lot of people being like, Oh, this is the worst place. America sucks. I want to go to Canada. Da, da, da. I just want to say, yes, again, it's not perfect, but if you're looking at what's going on over there and you're saying this shame on you, Straight up, shame on you. And if you don't know about the situation in Afghanistan and what's going on, you are a literal hamster. A literal hamster. Get off a hamster, okay? Get off your wheel and into reality. And that, my friend, is a reference and an ode to Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore. What a throwback. When he called Angie a hamster, never forget, okay? So with that said, with that out of the way, because I know you guys all had your thoughts, you were in my DMs about it, rightfully so, because it's on everyone's mind. 
let's get to the program today. So The Bachelor, why can't these a-holes seem to ever make it work? And even worse, why are we the a-holes who continue to turn in and give these networks money, advertising money and eyeballs every week? Yes, self-deprecating, hating ourselves, America. Am I right? Speaking on the American patriotic theme. So I once talked to Josh Murray and Chris Souls, both nice guys. I couldn't tell you what sidebar. I don't watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Paradise. I don't watch any of it, but I know enough to know. And I've met enough of these people to know. Okay. So I don't know exactly when they were on, but they were both contestants. That's all you have to know. So check out this clip where I had a real talk with them on a red carpet. And I asked them, why don't these relationships ever work out? I mean, you guys were pawns in this scenario, straight up trying to find love in front of the whole world. What's the sitch? Check out what they had to say. Josh, <laughs> who has the most perfect teeth, by the way. Like, no, how are those real life? <laughs> he gets closer. He's like, look. Why do relationships not tend to last on this show? Whenever, like, three or four of the relationships have actually made it this hard, far. It's hard. Sometimes the problem is um, people act a little bit differently when the cameras are around. And when you see them off camera, they're completely the opposite. Mm. The thing about the logistics is dating a girl, like, five times and then get down on one knee and then it's uh it's all over and you, then you go into real life it's like going on vacation meeting a stud and then coming back home and then you're okay, in reality real. you're in real life you have experience that where later you're like oh this is like i have experienced it before yes 100 um, so that's know a big that. thing that's a big thing so you gotta it's very tough to find somebody and know everything about them until you're off camera um and in real life do the best you can to pick the girl that you think is the one? Of the pool, right. Of the pool and, and what you That's have. Fair. I appreciate your honesty. Oh, shit. Yes. So that's pretty interesting, right? You hear them being like, you know, you're not, you're not in really in real life. It's like a glorified vacation. You're out there. The dolphins are swimming. The pina coladas are brewing. The sun is bathing on your skin. And it's like that lust. And then you get into the real world and it's like, Arr! big old record scratch. You see the person, it's like the next morning, you know, you're having a wild night out, you know, your tequila, you are flighting of tequila shots. You wake up the next morning next to that person and you are like, holy hell, how could I erase this from the depths of my memories, right? Well, that's kind of how they describe being on The Bachelor. Maybe the person wasn't exactly who they pretended to be on camera. Plus it was all, it's all romanticized, like the whole like sitch and being in all these like out of this world, unrealistic parachuting, paragliding, any kind of pairing situation, right? But you got to give it to these guys because at least it seemed like they were semi trying. Like, as lame as these shows are, at least it feels like it back in the day, they were actually semi trying to find a relationship, you know, good old marriage, love and marriage, you know, make it work you and I death do us part. You know what I mean? Do you guys, <laughs> it's a thing of the past these days. We are all dying alone. No, but you know what I mean? Relationships are, they actually tried. I mean, think about it this way. The, I feel like the, one of the only couples who actually have made it is the couple from the first season of the bachelorette, Ryan and Trista. And these people are still in the holy matrimony vibe like they are the only one of the only ones still going so what does that say it's like they actually kind of used to care is it cheesy is it always contrived absolutely i mean i don't know if you guys know this but there was a show on we tv called unreal and it was 
kind of a parody behind the scenes of what actually went on on the Bachelor shows. One of the creators of The Bachelor, the producers, helped make this show. And I actually moderated a panel at the Writers Guild in L.A., with the creator, some of the actors, the writers. And it was really fascinating because they really like went in there. Like they pulled back the curtain and they were like, this is how contrived and manipulated these shows really are. Like literally the producers will be in the back, literally with their walkies being like over and out. Tell Krista she needs to take two steps to the left, wipe her ass, then kiss Josh on the cheek. Literally, it is that like, but to Savage to the point where they were like, They'll helicopter in someone's ex-fiance from the grave. Like, that is how manipulated these shows are. And shows like Unreal, well, they just let, let it all hang. They let it all air out, honey. But, you know, I have been thinking because there is a new show. There's a new gal in town called F-Boy Island. Only in 2021 when we are this deranged. Okay? A show on HBO Max, reality TV, competition dating show. Yes, I'll repeat. It is called F-Boy Island. Okay? And it, I have good news and bad news when it comes to this. Because as a little experiment, as research for this episode, I actually had a listener. And I always love when you guys give me little... Um, things to talk about during like a lot of the times I don't even tell you this a lot of my inspo for episodes is things and little tidbits and uh tips that's what I was looking for that you guys send me and this was one someone was like watch the show it's something for you to be ranting and raving about with your fake hair extensions (laughs) so okay but speaking speaking of fake and real old school reality tv versus what it is now now what I was saying is the good news and the bad news is The good news is, do I start with the good or do I start with the bad? Hmm. I'll start with the bad. The bad news is it took a lot longer than I thought that it would on my Monday night. But the good news is I was able to blow through it very quickly because what I did was watch the pilot. I would fast forward to see the reveals at the end of each app. And then I watched the finale and it's 10 episodes. Okay. So took longer than I wished it did, but you know what? Didn't take as long as it had to. So there you go, folks. Half glass full kind of gal. You know what I mean? And here's the premise of the show. Cause I took a poll on Instagram and I think, I don't know about three quarters of you, maybe like 67% of you were like, huh? come and get Taylor. I can't be bothered with this nonsense. And then the other of you were holding it down. You were drooling. You were all about it. Loving F boy Island. So here is the premise. Okay. These three women, three women, which do you remember speaking of old school versus new school reality TV, when people on reality TV actually looked normal, can we just talk the OG, the iconic, the history making, the Pulitzer worthy Jersey Shore. That's why it stands the test of time. It made reality TV real again. And it's never been as real since. Okay. They all weren't the most attractive lookers on the planet. They were drunk slobs. They were what they were. They had the smush room. They just didn't give a shit. And I I watched it in college every Thursday night. I literally was that person. It was so entertaining because it was so real. Well, now Let's take fuck boy. Oh, F boy Island. Okay. Not so much. So you have these three women who are certified 
Instagram models certified. I literally was like, I actually am a hamster. Okay. Certified. Okay. So they're on an Island and there are 24 suitors also, which is hilarious. All Instagram models as well. Every single one literally walked out of your GQ and has abs that will cut your fingers like razor blades. How convenient. Okay. Going to get to this in a sec about what this says about how vapid and shallow we as a society are. And the whole premise of this show is that half of the suitors are self-proclaimed nice guys. The other half are self-proclaimed F boys, right? Guys who are just one of the guys was like, I love a foursome. I love a fivesome. Watch out for your girl, Mrs. Stereo girl. I I will dick her up and down like shameless. One of the guys' videos had girls like twerking with their assholes literally on his head. Like it. Okay. And these three women have to decipher and have to decide and use their gut and their intellect and their intel to take away, to separate the nice guys from the F boys. And I will say there are things that I like the entertain the, the premise was entertaining. Okay. And there are things that I liked about it. It felt very like primal. It, it, it didn't hide from the fact that we are attracted by our physicalities at first sight. It doesn't hide that at all. And in fact, the show does not take itself too seriously, which I like. It's really goofy. It's silly. Every time an F boy is revealed for being an F boy, he, they have to go to, it's, it's actually really silly and it's funny. They have to go to what's called limbro. So like limbo, limbro. And there they have these like fake therapy sessions with the host, Nikki Glazer about being an F boy. And they're sitting there like cracking open coconuts. Like they're literally Wilson in Castaway. It's really funny. And they like all go for it too. It's funny. It's silly. Okay. And I also like how it was really inappropriately sexual. Like Nikki Glaser makes a joke in the beginning and she's like, do nice guys always finish last or do F boys just always finish on your face? And I just was like, okay, HBO, we're coming out guns blazing. We're doing this. Let's, let's, let's get it. (laughs) Let's get it popping. Okay. But with that said, It really also, and I know the show, like I said, obviously doesn't take itself too seriously, but if there's something that's so in your face about it, it's how obsessed we are with ourselves, with our looks and the 15 minutes of fame. Like I said, an old school, like reality TV, number one, maybe they really were in it for the love because they didn't have Instagram and all that to show for themselves. And, and that's why also even Jersey Shore, which wasn't necessarily for love, but was to just be real. Now it's so obvious that the contestants, that the, the girls, the guys, whoever, they just literally, they want their paycheck. They want to do a Vitamix ad and be on with their day. Like they want to get in front of any camera that they can after this godforsaken show to get their ad revenue, to get their self-employment check. Like it's, it's so obvious and it makes it, it doesn't only like make it not fun, but it makes it sad because it just shows how self-absorbed and self-centered we are and how vapid we are. And again, it's like, have we just become so plastic? Like, Uh, Again, yes, always in reality TV, the people were good looking, but this is like 
next level shit. They care so much about what they look like. It's so obvious. And you would even see their titles. You know how it'll be like chiropractor, you know, veterinarian. It literally would be like childcare provider slash content creator slash TikToker slash content creator slash influencer. I would be like, listen, Greg, 33 from Detroit. You have no business putting TikToker as your profession. Leave that to your 12-year-old niece and get a life. Absolutely not. But even the contestants, the women, the three women, you would hear them be like, I'm a content creator in LA. And one girl was like, I'd love to have my own brand. And it's just like, I don't know. It just, to me, it just shows how vapid, like I said, how, you know, it's all about, I I'm the first to acknowledge. I love when stuff is about when people admit at least, right. That we initially attract based on looks. That's what I liked about this. Again, it's primal. They are not hiding it. They're like, I love her tits. The girls are like, I love his app. Like they are not, I love his abs. I want to lick them. Like they're not hiding it. Right. But now it's like gone so far and even shows beyond this. They're all that way. Like all these dating shows now have become so removed from like the typical bachelor relationship marriage thing. Right. Which is it a time sign of the times and these networks trying to keep up? I mean, sure. But also again, what does it say about us? So look at Netflix. Okay. Netflix has a show like this called too hot to handle. Literally the whole premise of the show is these people who they say are the hottest people on earth. And the twist is that they can't bang. They can't hook up. They can't kiss. So the whole idea is like, how are these hot people going to get together and not kiss? And as like a single person who's been, you know, in a pandemic isolation for a year and a half, you're like, sweetheart, what? Like get a life. Like I don't even, the last person I made out with was like my hand. So, uh, and, or like my stuffed animal at night. So it's fine. Um, okay. So that's one. Okay. And then there's another one. I think there's like a show on MTV about like dating apps and things like that. Again, it's just like fake. Okay. Get a load of this. So Netflix, Netflix is launching a new show. You guys, this is like how much, how hard they are reaching. Their arms are so sore from reaching and from grasping this new show. It's called sexy beasts. So it's basically a glorified mass singer, but for having sex. So these people are literally put in these Looney tune, crazy acid trip costumes, makeup, I couldn't, it is like, it's my word. It's scary. It's, it is like Mickey Mouse's purgatory. It is scary. It is not like, it's, I'm not talking a little like face paint, you know, that you get at your carnival. No, I'm talking full blown extra out of cats. Okay. So the contestants are dressed up like that. And then they have to meet each other and decide like, oh, we're not doing the surface level thing. Are they really the one? But the twist is underneath all these like Judy Dench cat like outfits, they're all super hot, right? So it just brings me back to my point that it's just none of it feels real at all. Not only why these people are doing this, but their appearances and how they look, they're just all in it for the 15 minutes. And it's lame. It's super lame. I read this line in Jezebel that was so savage and it captures this perfectly. It says, Arguably, the success of a dating show contestant is not measured by the relationships they make on the show, but how they can spend their brief time in the spotlight into a lucrative career, wait for it, as a bottom tier influencer. It's so true. Like everything, Instagram has ruined 
reality TV for this very reason. Everyone is in it for themselves. They just want their next paycheck. They want to get more famous. They want to get more followers. We're on to it. Moving on. I also really want to talk about the inclusion aspect before I get into the whole like women aspect and the fuckboy aspect of this show and where we're headed. The whole inclusion thing fascinates me because a big thing, especially, especially after dare I say the two words, Chris Harrison, that whole debacle, hot ass mess. Okay. Everyone talks about how shows like The Bachelor need to be revamped because they need to be more inclusion. And everyone has their panties in a wad about are these shows inclusive and are they feminist, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm over here being like, um, when people weren't trying so hard to check all these boxes, uh, does anybody remember Tila Tequila? Hello. She was an Asian woman and a bisexual who had men and women competing for her affection. I'm sorry, a bisexual Asian at the forefront of a reality dating show? Does it get more inclusive than that? Uh, I mean, I guess if like she were on crutches, that would be the only other thing. It doesn't. So I feel like we're missing the mark because when people are over here having like a whole thing about like, is it inclusive and this and that? Let me tell you, when you watch F-Boy Island, these people, it doesn't matter their color, their creed, their sex, their not. It doesn't matter. They, honey, they are all, they are shameless. You can tell they are shameless, certified wannabe Instagram model influencers. And so are we worried about the wrong thing? Like, are we inclusive at this point? But that, that shit doesn't even matter at this point. It's just become about something else entirely, which is everyone's obsession with being Instagram and internet famous. I mean, I mean something to think about. And it's why these shows, like even like the OG real world. Right. And like I said, Tila Tequila and Jersey show, it's like these, these, those at least were real. They were real. And that's what kept it so interesting. And it's like, now we see like what their motivations are. And it just is sad because what it says too about the bigger picture is how we really, I mean, we know in real life, we lack connection again. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg for destroying all of mankind with your eyes that somehow don't blink. So I need answers. Okay. Why doesn't this man blink? Why? But yeah, it shows like it's sad because these are shows that are supposed to show people connecting. And and it's like it's like we're so uh, we lack so much depth and connectivity, even on a show about relationships and boning. Like, just let that sink in. Okay, so let's get to the last aspect of this, which is indeed the F boy women in general. And the overall degrade of our society. No. So what people are saying about this show, and, you know, people will find an excuse to call anything like feminist revolutionary, da 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 right? So people call this show feminist because it puts the ball in the women's court, which I feel like The Bachelorette does the same thing. I don't know. I could be wrong. But it's actually a show that highlights and puts the mirror up to F boys and their behavior and actually holds them accountable, not only by the women. And like I said, by the funny Nikki Glazier, like faux therapy sessions with them, 
but by each other. There's a segment, it's called mansplaining, and it's where the guys kind of have to rat out each other and their toxic behavior. So people are saying this is really refreshing because number one, the women are friends, they're helping each other out, they're not pit against each other, and the men have to be held accountable to their shitty behavior and call each other out on it too. Like we'll see women call men out, but it's rare that we see the men call the men out. You know what I mean? But, but, mm, 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 mm. is this really what we want? Is this really empowering for women to see this kind of thing? I mean, here's the thing. It's one of those apps where I don't know that I really have an answer for you. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Right. Like I said, for all the aforementioned reason, these reasons, these men are, they're held accountable, you know, the mansplaining thing. Although I will say what's really funny is everyone's like, this is such a feminist show. And the creator is actually a 37 year old dude who is from Los Angeles. That's hilarious. And all the executive producers are guys too. So I just think that's funny. It's like, don't meet your heroes, honey. Okay. But but is this actually in women's best interest? And I asked this because I had another viewer message me and they said something to the effect of, you know, women hate this stuff, but they continue to watch it. And I also had women messaging me being like, I hate watch the F out of this F boy show. Right. So my question for you is, while we can be complaining all day long about the F boys and their behavior. And by the way, I don't give these dudes in real life the, the time of day. I, I don't, I just can't, can't be bothered. I, I can't be bothered. I don't care if they're my local ice cream man. I don't care if I am like sinking. I don't care if I'm Rose in the Titanic and the only person left to save me is an F boy. I just don't give these dudes the time of day. But that's why I ask, is it really empowering for these women? Because are we just indulging the F boy, right? By giving them these kinds of platforms, right? And the other thing is to get a load of this. Is there something to be said? Get ready, ladies, get the, hold on to your pearls and your panties at once. Because do you like an F boy? I mean, you guys, I'm going to say for what it is. Sorry if there are any spoilers at the end. First of all, the nice guys, because the women don't know really as they're eliminating. And then after they eliminate guys, we find out the nice guys in the beginning, they're dropping like flies. They're one, two, like whack-a-mole. There they go. There she blows uh, away. Right. And then in the very end, here's the twist. Two out of the three women choose F boys to be with. So is there, do nice guys actually finish last? Like we complain about it, right? I mean, I personally, like I said, just don't have the time of day because it's just gross. Like the whole meathead mouth breather trying to like have sex with every living organism just isn't my speed. But is there something about women who just like an F boy? I mean, look at the track record of this show. And it's also like we complain about them all day long, yet not only are we finding this so entertaining and watching it, but these bitches pick them. They actually pick them. I don't know. I don't. What's that say, gals? 
And guys, what's that say? And a lot of people too, even the creator, they're trying to fit because there are some twists in the show and they're figuring out, you know, they want, they want to blow this out of the, they want to blow this out of every uptight bachelor producer's ass, right? They're like, we're trying to have season 70 of the show. So they got to think of ways to recreate it. And I know that the creator talked about doing an F girl Island. Now, would it work again? It's like, we're, we're so hell bent on making everything. Look, I am as much as making things equal as the next gal, but we're so hell bent that sometimes it's like, are we trying too hard? I mean, I found this, this was written up in time. Okay. Time magazine is even, you might think this is silly and stupid. Time magazine is giving the shiz the time of day. And they had something interesting to say about this because they were kind of saying, how would an F girl Island, right? which you decipher it's all a pool of nice girls versus the F girls. And it could work in theory. Girls can be F girls, right? But again, is there something I've talked about this on the show before, like fundamentally different between how men and women navigate their sex lives and the prevalence of F boys? I mean, we haven't coined it F boys for no reason, right? Much more prevalent than the F girl. But so this time article kind of like, they're kind of confused because they're like, how would it work? What is actually a nice girl versus an F girl, right? How, how would we, how would we write it? But then they say this, because again, so hell bent, they say, as a culture, we need to be much further in our journey towards gender equality to support such a spinoff. So by their own admission, they're like, we don't even know how the hell this would work or what it would look like, but by God, Sally, we're gonna do it in the name of equality. Like, let's go. And you know what? I'm for it. I'm for it. Let's see it. I'm why not? You know what? Why not? But just think folks, just really think, I mean, I bring it back to the poor little Chris souls and the Josh Murray's and these poor souls who put it all on the line before Instagram was the thing and bared their souls on reality TV in the hopes of finding love, marriage, a life companion and a partner. Well, not anymore. No, ma'am. And so it makes you really think, what does it say about us? What does this whole thing, these competition shows based on looks and IG model aesthetics and TikTok sponsorships. What does it really say? Well, this may not tickle your fancy as much as your classic bad boy F boy that you claim to hate, but you really love and has got you by the panties. Will, I think we're indulging We've always been fascinated, right? That's why reality TV has gone on this long. It's an escape. We're fascinated by watching other people live and the human experience, you know, that's not your own. It's like you get to watch another train wreck of your life to divert from your own. But at this point in time, I think we're really just indulging this F boy situation And it's up to you to decide, is it really, is it really empowering for women or is it not? Because when you think about it, even the women who pick these F boys, right? It's kind of up to them. Like they say in the show to reform. That's what they call like a reform F boy. So in the end, F boys are out here doing whatever they want. Globe trotting, panty hopping all day long. And the women are either complaining about it or they're the ones who give them the time of day and then have to quote unquote reform and change them and deal with their ass. So I ask you, is it good for women? Is it not? 
And secondly, do we just ditch this whole sitch or do we just go full steam ahead and admit that the F boy is the thing women like hate, love it. And we are perpetuating this and we are indulging it folks even more something to think about when you are under or over an F boy, may the Lord be with you. And while I'm on the topic of fuck boys, though, they are not related. I also wanted to drop this line in here and remind you two things. One, I just redid the cancel me baby merch site. It is looking flossy and flawless. Okay. You guys are models. I have some of you up on there working it out. So check out the new cancel me baby merch site because it'll have the F boys shaking and quaking. They literally won't even know what to do or how to act. And we love to stump an F boy. Do we not ladies? Okay. And I also want to remind you that the support page for cancel me baby is up. You could do 99 cents a month four ninety nine, And if you are Rockefeller himself, $9.99 a month to support this endeavor, the combos you love, and the combos that get your little nipples tingling every single week. So that link is in my bio on Instagram. It's through Anchor. Definitely make sure that you hit that up in order for me to sustain this endeavor and bring you the dialogues and the combos that you love. <laughs>